Darts fever has officially gripped the United Kingdom, the world, in a brand new year, 2024. We're here. It's Board Draw. Episode number 77, baby. 100 coming soon. Shout out Luke Littler. Shout out Luke Humphreys. What a final. Coming on tonight. Shout out all the Luke's. It's the year of the Luke's, baby. We're like three days in. Okay. Yeah. Darts final tonight. Let us know in the comments. I know the fucking final would have happened by now. Yeah, it would have happened. Yeah, yesterday. What final it was, mate. Yeah, unbelievable. I can't believe Luke won. Yeah, crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Luke to win that, so uh, congratulations to Luke. We hey. aren't talking darts. We're talking Premier League football. And we're actually talking Premier League stinkers. <sighs> yeah, it's a big stinky episode. Not the content. The teams we're about to discuss. I've earmarked three teams for us to discuss this episode. Three teams that we expected better from. Three teams that are letting everybody down at the moment. And... Um, where better to start than a team that conceded the most XG ever in a Premier League football game? Yeah, do you remember last? I think was it last season we were talking about how you said there's never been a game where a team has had zero XG, mm. and Leicester were the first to do it. Yeah, against Arsenal. Yeah. yeah, and now we've seen like the opposite. Yeah, and now we've seen, and in a game where like yes, Liverpool. So we're talking Liverpool Newcastle finished four two. Um, and Liverpool, I think, finished the game with like a 7.6 XG, something like that. Crazy. If there's one team in the Premier League that's going to do it, though, it was going to be Liverpool. Yeah. But like Liverpool have slapped United 7 0. Bournemouth, um, like 9. Leicester have won 9 0 before. Yeah. Like, there's been big games. It's crazy that yeah, like. Southampton are not in the Premier League anymore. But it's crazy that like these. Um, those games had an accumulatively lower XG than this game. But... So what's nuts as well is that. We're going to do like a deep dive into Newcastle now, but it happened against a good team who are playing poorly, mm. albeit, but a team whose one of their main strengths has been their defensive solidity. Yeah. The, their ability to stop the uh, opposing, opposing, opposition from having chances. They, they they stopped them high up the pitch. So for me, that's incredible. And Liverpool are the real deal. They are indeed, but we aren't talking Liverpool. We're talking what is going wrong with Newcastle. I said on the podcast... I think it was fresh after their Champions League exit. Mm. I said, is Eddie Howe the man? And I said, no. I said they should be looking at Jose Mourinho. They should be looking at Carlo Ancelotti. They should be looking at upper echelon managers. These are top tier managers. Someone in the ilk of Unai Emery, who, Mm -hmm. yes, might not have an outstanding CV like um, Mourinho and Ancelotti, but he's got pedigree. He is... He he knows how to handle a like a big squad. He knows how to handle European football and um, domestic competition. Something that Eddie Howe I don't think has ever been exposed to, and that might be the downfall of Newcastle. We'll go onto their injury list, and I think that is a key factor into why they've been so poor recently. Got a question for you? But is that Eddie Howe squad? That question hit me. You're talking about <coughs> managers with pedigree, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to bring you swing Pepper in your group. direction. Come. If you could trade Carlo uh, Mikel Arteta for Carlo Ancelotti, would you? If you if you told me Carlo Ancelotti had five more years, I'd say yeah. Yeah, like say like say he's gonna come in, you're gonna give him a three year contract minimum. Five. If he, if he... I, I feel like this, there's there's like f- maybe Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, and then I struggle to think of managers who wouldn't be replaced by Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah, I was gonna say if. If you tell me Carlo's going to 
not retire for five years because I don't want a bit of like a mercenary job where he, yeah. he does like the three year thing, gets us a couple of trophies, and then fucks off. Mm. Five years of Carlo, we win f- good stuff in five years. I, I think I'd trade him for Arteta. Well, I think, it, it, no and there's not yeah. a lot of managers out there I would trade for Arteta. Yeah, I mean, I saw but Carlo is the guy. <laughs> you know, you, you know what I mean. When the guy is on the chicken sandwich like this. Oh yeah, yeah. nobody's gonna and, steal it. Yeah, so I was like, we yeah, better lock Arteta down to a Yeah, I saw that actually. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, for me, if but Eddie, Eddie Howe, Howe, if Eddie Howe doesn't have enough in the bank to see himself through a bad period, then what manager does? Mm. He took them from relegation favourites yeah. to a, what was it, a top like seven finish, top eight finish, yeah. then got Champions League football and finished third in the league or fourth in the league. Fourth, yeah. Took them to um, PSG, slapped PSG in the home field. And I know the results for the rest of Champions League were not good enough and you can't live off of one good result. But we look at their injury list. Their injury list is is incredible. Let's they've talk had about they've had the injury largest list. injury list in the Premier League since the beginning of the season. Yes. They're probably the largest injury list in the world. It is never ending. Their their doctors are working overtime right now. Their physios working overtime. Is it all down to though their starter play? I think that's a very good point. Because I've said a couple of times on the podcast, do Newcastle have a style of play beyond being overly physical? And is that style of play of being overly physical causing too many injuries? I think their work rate on the pitch, they outwork their opposition yeah. like every game. And you can only do that so long before it takes a toll. You look at you look at um, Spurs and Angeball, hmm. it happens. Yeah. Like their, for, their players pulling up. pulling up like flies. Yeah. Um, look at Bielsable. Yeah. Leeds players, Bamford constantly out injured. Patrick... Um, Sorry, Calvin Phillips, constantly out injured. Mm. Uh, Struick, Ailing, all these players, constantly out injured. Cooper, do you know what I mean? Like, that, that is the part and parcel of when you play high-intensity football, you lose players. Facts. I think another, and I think it definitely is that. I think it's a combination of Eddie Howe never really being exposed to European football and not having the know-how of how to manage a squad that plays weekend week midweek weekend midweek Mm -hmm. so it's that coupled with their overly physical play style which is taking a toll on the players and another thing i want to bring up i think they've got quite a lot of just injury prone players in that team anyway Mm. harvey barnes always injured at leicester i think he's a quality player but he's got a poor injury record he's been out 23 games already he's missed in Mm -hmm. his newcastle career um fucking joe willock has a poor injury record callum wilson Prime example, quality player on his day. See, One of the best like, strikers in the league on his day. But he's a person who likes to call for the fact that there's too many games in a season now. But mate, he's got like a little like one week break and he's jetting off to Dubai. It be mate, what mate, it if, be. I'm not being funny, but like if you're, you're that tired, yeah, you're staying. You mate, you look at your wages, man. It's ridiculous. Like if you're getting paid two hundred grand a week or hundred fifty grand a week or whatever, I expect you to give up some things. Yeah, we don't need better. a week in Dubai. I like Callum Wilson as well. I think he's a quality player. Yeah, I think he's one of the best strikers in the league. But he's got a proven injury record. And I think... Since his Bournemouth days as well. Exactly. So it's hard to kind of get players that have a proven injury record, get them into an overly physical team and expect them to not get injured quite a lot. And I think one of the main injuries they've got is Nick Pope. And I think him falling out of that team. Debraga, yeah, he saved a pen against Salah, but he's been pretty poor. Well, I thought he was quite good for that first half. He had a good game. I thought, to be yeah, fair. he was, but I like, mean, seven 
point whatever XG against you and you only keep it to four or whatever. It yeah, was. and then you got Trippier who's injured at the moment, had an absolute downturn in form at the moment. So yeah, that defense is. I think Botman's only just come back from a long term injury, so it's yeah, yeah I mean, same with Dan Burn. There, there are still bright sparks in that team. I really like Lee Romento. I think he's so really good. good. Miley, what a revelation he's been. He's been brilliant since he's come what into player. the team. I, I love to see it. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, Alexander Isak, still fantastic. Anthony Gordon, he's done so well this season. We're not seeing the same sort of output. Last we couple just... of games, though, he's looked leggy. And I think that's just a case of they've got no replacements. So players that are on the edge of fitness, uh, a full squad, you'd get subbed out. They can't. It's because... like you know when you're playing FM and your players are like seventy yeah, percent like low, orange. But you you like it's like that, or you've got to play like a youth team player against like Man United. And like you fucking can't. Like you'd rather take the seventy and just hope your yeah. players doesn't pull up. Yeah, but yeah, for me, Eddie Howe's got to have enough credit in the bank. If he, as a manager, does not have enough credit in the bank from what he's done, I think if you ask every Newcastle fan, they will still back him. I think you've got to give him at least to the end of the season. Ninth in the league, though. What if he does this season and they get no European football? I think that's that's just par- that's that is paramount and testament to how much the Premier League has grown. It's mm. such it's such a contested. I mean, between first place in the Premier League and like fourth is five points. I I'm worried for Newcastle that if they don't get European football again, their best players Gumaresh will get no, snapped up. No, no, Sven Botman no. will get snapped up. Who else is baller? Livermento gets snapped up. And look Gordon at, gets look snapped at up. The real world. Isak, trust me, a big boy will come in and get Isak if they don't play that's European fine. football. But that just allows them to go buy more players. They have mm. the funding now. That's true. They are sponsored by a state. They are the richest club in world has? football. Mate, yeah. They're going to be able to spend ridiculous amounts of money. And they can fund that as well through FFP because they have a fantastic fan base. Yeah, they, that is They true. generate so much revenue. They've got a massive stadium, mate. Do you see where we were standing for that Sam Fender one? Shout out Sam Fender. It's, it's nuts. It's, it's huge. They're such a huge club. You're spitting off. They for, will be fine. I think maybe I forgot they that they are the richest club in football. They won't disappear. No. They're not going to... It's not like a Leicester where... Leicester could only still spend so much and then they had their best players stripped from them because Leicester had to abide by rules. These rules don't exist for this team anymore. Come on. Okay, so before we move on from Newcastle, I want to run you through their last six Premier League results and I want to kind of get your kind of take on what's going wrong here. So, most recently, the 4-2 loss to Liverpool that we spoke about. Liverpool, I'll give you my opinion on each game. I think Liverpool are a fantastic team. Very underrated. Don't think they're the finished product either. I agree. But I also think there's a lot of teams in the Premier League who are worse off than last season. Yeah, And that's Liverpool, true. Liverpool have gotten better. That's true. Chris Wood masterclass in a 3-1 loss to Nottingham Forest. They've got that new manager bounce, which I, I've, there's a lot of research just that shows that new manager bounce is a myth. But you're always, you're always fearful when you're one of the first teams to come up against uh, a fairly new manager. But Nuno, is, he, he gets big scalps. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, but Nottingham Forest, they were on poor Mate, But Chris Wood was unbelievable. Yeah, that's but true. They, but they've gone on and beaten Man United as Okay, well. fair enough. We'll call that a freak result then. But before that, a 1-0 loss to Luton. Can't be losing to Luton. That was at, at, um, at Kenilworth Road, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So maybe you can. No, but still. But Luton are good. Luton are good, but... You've got to get results. For me, there. you can't be losing to yeah. Luton. If you've got Champions League aspirations. 3-0 win versus Fulham. Great result. Great I'm result, sure maybe. Fulham doing the business recently. Patching over some cracks. Prior to that, 4-1 loss against Spurs. 
got absolutely turned over in this game. Yeah, absolutely outworked, outrun, outpressured. Yeah. And then prior to that, 3-0 loss to Everton. Everton are good though. Everton are good. Like, I'm, but say, I'm saying... You can't give the... You can't be like, ev- out of all these five losses, yeah, the other team are good. Spurs, yeah, the other team. The Spurs this one is worse because they had a couple opportunities to get a few goals, missed them, and Spurs could have had about eight in, the, in about the first half. Yeah. And for me... You can rely on the fact that you got an injury list, fine. But Spurs have a bad injury list as well. Facts. I think they were missing Romero, Van der Ven for that game, Madison. Yep. Um, so, yeah, for me, the excuse, excuses can only go so far. But Eddie Howe's got enough in the bank for me. So, yeah, so that was going to be my last question. Eddie Howe, what, what do we do with him? Do we get rid of him? If you want to get rid of him, you should have done it last week. Well, you see Carl Anshel, like he signed a new deal at Real Madrid. Yeah. Fucking this dude been banging on for weeks that he's going to Brazil. I knew he wasn't. He's going to do it one day. I knew he wasn't. Right. Okay. So that was Newcastle. They're top of the, I've been tweeting a lot about an inquest list about teams that I think we need to have a chat about. And this is pretty much what this video is. So next on the inquest list is my beloved Arsenal. Oh dear. Oh dear. What a drop off. I mean, for me, since the beginning of the season, I've said it, not playing as well as last season. Going forward, they're not as decisive. Defensively, not bad. I think still the second best defensive record in the league behind Liverpool. I think Liverpool have conceded 18. You conceded I can 21. imagine those last two games have probably fucked it up. But yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. But that's what happens when you lose games. Liverpool lost one game all season. And yeah. that was a terrible result mm. down to VAR. Um, but yeah, for me, Arsenal's fall off is massive. and It is it because... Makes, it makes less sense to me because they've gone back to uh, that Saliba Gabriel back line they've got bought in Declan Rice so you, between those three you should concede no goals mm. I think Ben White's not as good as he was last season left yeah. back is still a massive issue obviously Timber being out is, is just not great yeah. the goalkeeping situation he's brought upon himself I think that's the biggest fuckery he's ever made and he's probably regretting it Spitting. did you hear about apparently they've got Spanish speaking goalkeeper coaches yeah. only speaking Spanish did I not tell you that no, I read it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sure I mentioned that a couple of times. That, yeah. that's, that's workplace yeah, that's, racism, bro. Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, imagine you go to your job tomorrow, yeah, and they just start speaking like, I don't know, Dutch. Because, Vietnamese, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You'd be fuming. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's, yeah, 100%. But yeah, he's there. done that himself. Martinelli's really not hit the same form. I know he struggled a little bit with injury this season. But for me, Saka as well. I, his, his numbers aren't bad. And no. we said this, I think I said this last episode, as testament to how good he is and how mm. good he's been. But I'm not seeing the same, like, vindication from him. Well, you said it, like, the decisiveness in around the final third is just not there. And I saw Lee Judges saying a lot as well. Exactly, he's got the most chalky boots because he doesn't move from the touchline. Oh, yeah, here. And at the minute, he's not. Well, I ben think... Ben White is, d- d- doesn't overlap. There's such the a problem on... Well, there's a problem everywhere in terms of the front line The left side of the pitch is weak. The left side of the pitch is so weak. We haven't got a set left centre mid, so it's Havertz, it's Trossard, it's Smith Rowe whenever he gets a bloody five minute cameo it's fuck knows who plays there but that's a, a sack mess. of party as well because that's that's all but confirmed get him out of there oh mate he is he's, he's on a lockdown he's not even in uh, AFCON squad for well apparently Ivory Coast of, like, they get like extradition laws yeah. in Ivory Coast which is mad yeah, um, nuts. yeah so that left side it's not nuts but <laughs> that left side of, uh, pitch is a mess because Martinelli I think he's hugging the touchline too much as well when he is a kind of in the box kind of making runs inside kind of like Salah you see Salah making those inside runs that's what Martinelli I think Martinelli did so well. has all the ability to be better than Sacco as well. Yeah, I think he's probably more technically gifted. But, um, Ceiling's higher. 
yeah, it's just it's worrying times going forward, and I think that kind of begs the question: Gabriel Jesus, do we need a striker in January? One hundred percent. What has Eddie done this season? No, and there's talks about like Crystal Palace wanting Eddie, and Arsenal aren't willing to sell, and it's like, mate, if you get forty million for Eddie, which is probably about what you would get, yeah. I think you've got. And then the there. issue of like Ivan Tony costs a hundred million. And they don't want to spend a hundred million. I get that. You don't want to spend a hundred million on Ivan Tony. But if you sell Jack, when he's forty, and then you get that's sixty million for Ivan Tony on the books. So, last let's hit you with Arsenal's last um, what are these last five fixtures. So two one loss against Fulham. You're the worst team. So poor. Calvin Bassi, by the way, mate. Maldini masterclass. It's one of those when a player has a storyline. They just absolutely either have the best game of their life or the worst game of their life. And because he got sent off last game against us, he was bound to have an absolute oh, fucking corker. Arsenal, it's so good. I think, is it, um, is it so for score, the, um, one of the stats pages? Yeah. They've got Anthony Robertson in his in the t- team of the season so far. Yeah, like, good player. Like an average rate of 6.9. <laughs> he tweeted, I think he put on his Instagram a picture of like, you know the picture of like the Marines around the corner and there's just a clown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He I like that. That's funny, man. Yeah, no, but apparently yeah. I see stats about him. He's like the only player in like Europe's top five leagues to have like a, like over 20 interceptions, tackles, blots. Yeah, Mate, good player. Very underrated player. Yeah, but yeah, 2-1 loss against Fulham. I agree, we were hog shit that game. So like dull, our kind of build-up play was so slow, oh, passive. Slow. And Fulham were just exploiting us so easily. West Ham, 2-0 loss. Interesting one. West Ham were clinical. Kind of decisive in the final third. Yeah, which Arsenal Panos, mate. mate. Another one. Ex-Arsenal player. Bust out game of his life. Yeah, and his storylines are problems. Mate, him and Ogbonna. Yeah, Is good. Ogbonna an all-time Premier League great? <laughs> Come on. I remember, was it him back in the day from Torino? Shout out Angelo, like 80 mate. pace. Italian he hero. But yeah, that game, Arsenal, I think, had the most shots of a team in the season apart from Liverpool against Newcastle. So that yeah, was an interesting but they one. They but like, it's not... They it's weren't not, good shots. Yeah, they, they, weren't, they weren't high value shots. You can you can take pot shots all you like. But Alphonse Arriola is a very good keeper. He's so yeah. Good, you know what I mean? Shit result. 1-1 against Liverpool. That was a good game. Arsenal gave as much as they got. I think it was a 50-50 game. Liverpool had their moments. You know what you done? You cursed it. Because you said in a video... Oh, we said in the last video where we did our team of the season so far. Yeah. Said Gabriel and Saliba climbed <laughs> all over Van Dyke, and what happened in the next game? Mavropanos just dunked bodied them. I think what jinxed it is, do you know when we were doing our percentages, <laughs> and Opta had it still Man City, I had it fifty fifty, and you had it clear Arsenal. Yeah, you fucked me. <laughs> no, but I didn't want Arsenal. You scumbag. <laughs> so yeah, that Liverpool game fifty fifty, a two nil win against Brighton where we dominated. I said, and I, you never dominate Brighton. And um, Deserby came out and said, like Brighton never get dominated like this. This is yeah. like one of the best performances. I mean, you saw Arsenal, he, the best team in the league. By was far. After the, the game against his game against someone, he was at a press conference and then he was like, oh, "Arsenal lost two 0 Yeah, so yeah, it's literally when we lost against West, West Ham, Ham and yeah, he was having game, yeah. yeah. So that's maffling that we can go from in a space of three games. A 2-0 win against Brighton, probably our best performance of the season, maybe barring that Man City result, to a one all draw against Liverpool where we normally go to Anfield and get absolutely fucked. I think you were lucky in that game as well. I think you were you were very good for probably 30% of the game. Better mm. than Liverpool were for the rest of the 60. But Liverpool... Felt, I had chances, they, yeah. Liverpool yeah. were the team for me that I thought would go likely to take that 2-1. Yeah, but like I said, we go to Anfield, but we get fucked. Yeah, it's not a bad result on paper. And then literally after those two really solid results where... If you gave me those two fixtures, Liverpool and Brighton, I'd be like, oh, lucky if we come out of that with three points. We got four. So that's good. 
Should go to Fulham and West Ham where we should be dropping six points to get zero and put our two worst performances of the season. Fuck's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. It's... And for me, I look at your goals that you scored. So, obviously, the set piece against Liverpool, fair enough. You've got a big team. Gabriel's always brilliant at corners. You've got great delivery. Facts. The goal against Fulham was a very weird sort of like we through ball that it like bounced in off Saka, didn't it? Yeah, the yeah, back yeah. Post. That creativity for going forward is not there for me. We're lacking big you're, time. You're relying on uh, Bakayo Saka cutting in and absolutely skinning the man and having a good game to, to get goals now. Gabriel Jesus pops up occasionally, mm. but it's not consistent enough. He, you, you almost need someone behind him in that fit midfield three who's going to pop up with more I goals. I think he needs to come back. I've seen people talk about him playing that left centre mid role and then get like a, I don't know, Havertz up top or a Tony up top because you notice the games where Jesus isn't playing because we're not as ferocious but in I our think, press. We're I not as ferocious in like, like kind of playing around the front. If you, if you have Trossard there, he's not a striker. Eddie's not good enough in my opinion. Oh, you're talking about like right at the top. So yeah, if you're like, and so you notice when he's not there because he is such a high caliber player, but he's not the answer, I don't think, for you. I, <laughs> I, I don't think he's that answer. Like you need that other sort of string on your bow where you can, all right, switch out. Let's go for a different approach here. I never see you put a ball into the box. Nah, it's rough. And I think that comes as a part and parcel with the fact that we've always been this team that like walks the ball into the goal. And I think there's, there is an element of that. I think our kind of build-up play is so regimented and so kind of we have patterns of play. And if we got to stick to them, even if the passing lanes aren't there to cut through, we start again and make the same passages of play. And like you said, we haven't got a plan B where back in the day, like say we fucking lump Giroud up top and bang yeah. balls into the box. We don't really do that anymore. And I think we've got issues in our build-up play, like we've said. I think Odegaard and Saka, that pairing that worked so well last season isn't working for me this season. The, I think Odegaard's role has changed. It's changed three times in three seasons. I think we're missing Xhaka a lot. Last season, it was, he was unbelievable. Missing Xhaka, yeah, massive loss. I think he opened so much space for Martinelli last season. He would drop deep and allow Martinelli to make those inside runs I was talking He's about and play the balls. players though, that brings the intensity on the pitch. So he's Havertz a big loss. have that intensity. No. Trossard doesn't have that intensity. And he, he's probably on that left-hand side, Xhaka. Uh, guiding Martinelli, guiding Zinchenko, they probably felt safe when he was there because they could do what they wanted to do. Zinchenko's washed. Zinchenko is fucking... Ah, it's a tricky one, though, because he is so fucking bad defensively. But is he, he's not... You can't have him in the left midfield But either. you know... It's not even just like having him in the left midfield, but like he needs to either be playing a left back and come in because Declan Rice on his own can't do the kind... He doesn't offer enough passing options for the front line. Whereas when Zinchenko tucks in, you've got double the kind of passing lanes and the opposition midfield kind of have to cover more space. Whereas whether it's just Declan Rice, once you block off his passing lanes, it's sideways passes. I'm saying, yeah, just to round it out a little bit, if you get to the end of the season and you've made, let's say, semi-finals of Champions League and you finish third in the Premier League, but you don't win anything else. Is that a good season? Or is it time to start questioning Arteta? It's not a good... Because that, that's like, that's a lot of meaningless silverware. Yeah. Effectively. Well, you got Semi-final of the Champions League would get me semi-gassed. That is good. Yeah. It depends who we lose to in that semi-final, I guess. 
Like if, if we fucking go there and it's like a, a stinker of a team and we go out, then I'd have to chin Arteta. But if we lose to Man City in the semis, I can see, like, I can understand why we yeah. go out. Third in the Prem, like I said, the Prem's tight this season. But I think I go back to it. We need silverware, mate. And I think I gave him at the start of this season, this season and next season, to get us major silverware, not Carabao Cup, not Community Shield. I'm talking, and maybe not even FA Cup, you know. I'm I don't think the FA Cup's yeah, good enough. I'm talking Prem or Champions League in the next two years. And I think third place, if it's tight and a semi final in the champ, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be throwing my toys. It's progress though. It is, because Arsenal, as far as I've known them in not recent years, but like European football's been bad. And then when we were in the Champions League towards the end of Arsenal Wenger's tenure, it was either don't get out of the group at all or get out of the group and get slapped in the first round of 16 by Bayern. It could, like, it could do. So, who have you got? We've got Porto. It's not as easy as you think. No, like, no, no. Fucking, I hear scumbag saying like, Porto's It's one of the ones draw. you'd rather have. Yeah. But obviously, you've won your group. So you want to be Man City, just yeah, pull like, Copenhagen, Copenhagen every me. single time. But yeah. Um, yeah, Arsenal, I think there is, and I'm talking to all the Arsenal boys out there, it's not time to panic, but it is time to take a look in the mirror and be like, boys, buck up your idea. Yeah. Because there, there's a lot of players, especially, I was going to say, mainly in the front line, but you could even talk about Ben White, who I agree, Zinchenko, who I agree, and the goalkeeping thing fucking is a farce. A lot of those players in the Arsenal team that were performing out their skin last season. It's amazing what a bit of losses mentality can do. You need to get a little back bit up of there, belief can go a long way. Right. You let's round do some out squad our... building, go like paintballing or something together. <laughs> Fucking all get injured. <laughs> Mate, they're all been missing. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> right. Um, right at the end of our inquest list, probably the team in the worst form in the Premier League and a team that you'll probably be buzzing to see um, struggling at the moment. I actually don't care. I, might, I mean, I'm so far removed from what good football is. I like, I, I, QPR are good, yeah. And we got absolutely skived against Ipswich. The... The EFL referees are a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. We should have had two Stonewall penalties against Ipswich. I the saw one of them. The yeah. 98th minute, mate. Yeah. It comes off his arm so clearly. I think I saw the other one where he kind of like dragged him down in the, the box. Yeah, down. Yeah. Mate, it's nuts. That would have been so good. But now we're five points off safety again. Um, but you're only as good as your points on the table. So I, I do believe in Marty though. If we go down, sake for Marty. Well, but yeah, Brentford, the fact mate, that yeah. you're not bothered by Brentford makes me think that you've kind of, like kind of warmed to them as a Premier League team. No, I still think they're... I, I respect them for what they've done. Exactly. And that's because I testament. wish that was, was what we've done. Exactly. So that's testament to the job that Thomas Frank has done. And he's his still time. a weird guy. So what is this? This is their third, third season, season in the yeah. Prem. So I think they came into the Prem and everybody was like, oh, kind of unknown quantity. Same with Lewin. Little had, old Brentford. Had a very good first season in the Prem, I think, mid-table. And then second season, they were... One of, one of the better kind of non-big six teams in the Prem. they got so many scabs. I think they did the double over Man City last season. Yeah, that late Tony So they're, they're a good Premier League side now. Mm. Like, wouldn't be worried about relegation at all if I was Brentford. But they've been at the centre of a couple scandals. Scandal. Mainly one in Ivan Tony. That's a... And that's... Like, if it was like Kevin Sharder, I don't think they care. Yeah. But Ivan Tony's a massive loss. What was it? 18 goals last season? Yeah, unbelievable. One of the best. I think when we did our striker tier list, he was the second best striker in the Premier League. Yeah, probably like pure out and out striker. I think he is. Yeah, massive loss. He's back in training. 
he's ready to go, I think, from... I reckon he's going to come back and be cracked out of his mind. Well, good. Or... Yeah, so like, I reckon, like, drops a hat-trick first game. I'd like to see that. Yeah, but so it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what... And he's put a bet on himself to score a hat-trick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what uh, team shirt he is wearing when he comes back to Yeah, that, that would be, yeah. But... Well, see, that's a massive reason to why Brentford aren't at their strengths this season. But they started the season fairly well. I mean, Burmo was scoring a lot of goals. Johan Visser was popping up with a few goals. We were liking the likes of their Rico Henry and uh, Hickey, um, who is that centre-back? Ethan Pinnock. Ethan Pinnock, Very yeah. good. Christoph Ayer. Um, yeah, Ayer as well. Ben Mee. That was a nice little back line. Then they lost Raya, who was one of their best players last season, and he's gone on to Arsenal to be very average. So I don't think they were too worried about that because I think they were planning to replace him anyway. Yeah, although I don't think Flecken is that guy. No, he's not that guy. But then it just gets weird. Like, I like Norgard. I think Yannel's good. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of underrated players. But let's talk about... But they didn't get Ericsson. What is going on? That's true. What is going on in the league? So they're 16th in the league. They are... Let me just hit you with that. 19 points. So they're four oh, um, ahead of relegation zone. Five losses in five is not good enough, no matter what team you are. If you're a relegation candidate, candidate, candidate that's relegation form. That is fucking relegation fodder. And the people that they, the people, the teams they lost to are the main the, issue. The problem. Let me run you through the losses. And I think, take in mind before I say the results, Keep a track of how many goals they conceded here. Last game, 3-1 loss to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace on a terrible run of form. Hodgson was on the verge of being sacked. They were talking about Stevie Cooper. They were talking about... You said this to me, I think, on New Year's Eve. As soon as Hodgson has a little bit of pressure, they pull out a few results. He does. So 3-1 loss against Crystal Palace, not good enough. 4-1 loss against Wolves. Yes, Wolves, we've rated what Gary I Hill's like doing. Wolves, but... For, they were at home and they lost 4-1 to Wolves. That's yeah, not good enough. I mean... Wolves and Crystal Palace as well are two teams that where I think Brentford should be of that level. Yeah. Brentford are, beginning of the season for me, as good if not better than Last Crystal season, Palace they finished ahead of both of them. So they're, they're a better team than both of them, in my opinion. Better squad. Better performance, though, against... Aston Villa, 2-1 loss. Villa That's were right. on a wobble, though. Villa are all right, but... 2-1 loss. Yeah. That's, so in those last three games, they've conceded nine goals. Not great. 1-0 loss to the worst team I've ever seen in the Premier League in Sheffield United. Yeah, it's that that's unacceptable. And then a 2-1 loss to Brighton. So in the last five, they con- conceded 12 goals. So I think... You can say all you want about Ivan Tony being missing. The problem is they're fucking goals, shipping yeah. goals. And you can see seven to people that I would... To teams that I would Fodder. expect you to be highly competitive if not better than that's a massive issue right. and eyes need to be turned however I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I'm also going to bring up their injury list which I think is one of the most under kind of noted injury lists in the Prem I'm seeing I'm seeing at least Re- three four big names four Rigo big Henry which I think we've said for a couple of yeah, seasons I mean your, now your draft exactly I think Rico Henry one of the best uh, left backs in the Premier League very underrated. So underrated. Probably was on the verge of maybe getting an England call up before his injury. Oh, mate, 100%. He's, he's missed 35 games that's from, nuts. from his And he's out now until the end of the season. So that, that that's career huge. Over. That's huge. Um, and then on the other side, so they're both first choice fullbacks. Both of them out. Aaron Hickey out for nine games so far. 
Aaron Hickey, who was just kind of getting into form, getting he was a big money signing for Brentford and coming in, he didn't really hit the ground running, but has kind of made his place, got really kind of consistent, and then bomb injury. First choice fullbacks out. In the centre of that defence, Christoph Ayer, kind of one of the most solid centre-backs that they've got. Very good player. Him, Ethan Pinnock and Ben Mee, like we said, that's a nice unit. He's been injured, not ideal. And then, in my opinion, when Ivan Tony's not playing, their best player is Brian Mbogo. And he's been yeah. injured. Yeah, he's only missed four games, though. But his goals before he got injured were starting to dry up. He he started the season really well. Yeah. He was scoring every other week. He was a, a menace. Because that was always something like, last season it was Brian and Bomo, he just loves hitting the crossbar. Mm. This season he was really putting the output, getting the output there. Also missing Joseph Silva, who was really putting in some performances late last season from the bench. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's a, he's a very talented player as well. But for me, I, I, there's just a lack of quality. I think there's just a, yeah, a bit of lack of depth everywhere. Like So we're talking about the defence being bad, but now they've got a situation where Ivan Tony's out, Bomo's injured, Wiss has gone to AFCON. And, and Kevin Shard is it. Yeah. So they're stuck with Keen Lewis Potter, who I think's all right. I like Keen Lewis Potter. But he's young and but he's he can't, not anyone to feed off. He can't be like your number one striker. That's you know, like their fifth choice going into the season, and now he's their starting striker. So it's a little bit worrying times for Brentford. Brentford fans, hit us up in the comments. What do you do? Yeah. Do you just ride it out? Maybe a, I think maybe the, a January like spend? The, the only good thing is it's like they've got a very solid manager. Yeah. They've got a very solid structure there. And I they'll, they'll, probably, they'll probably get a few players in coming back. from and they make they make smart recruitment. Yeah, they have true. smart recruitment. Yeah. So they'll get a few decent players in. They'll have a couple wins in a row. They'll get a few points and then they'll be they'll they probably will be in a relegation battle for a large part of the season. But they're just fortunate that Burnley are far worse than them. Sheffield United, although Sheffield United beat them, are far worse than them. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just, I think that, yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, is there any teams that we haven't kind of added to the inquest list? These, in our opinion, are the three teams that are in the wobble, wobbliest patch at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the table and... It's starting to shape up now. You've got your relegation battle there. You've got your your title charge between Man City, mm. Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, you've got your top four battle between <laughs> Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool. Maybe Spurs. Villa, Spurs. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's starting to shape up. We're over the halfway point now. Obviously, a lot's going to change this week. We've got no Premier League. We've got uh, FA, FA Cup. Cup. Yep. Some interesting fixtures there. I think you got Fulham. No, we got Liverpool. Oh no, you got Liverpool. That's it. And a big game. You got the, the derby, mate. The Sunderland Newcastle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's massive. Yeah, I can't huge. wait to watch that. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And obviously, lots of players leaving for Afcon now. Yeah, it'll so, be interesting the Prem over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, Mo Salah is a massive loss. Man City, no players that are going to Afcon. I mean, Arsenal, pretty good. We're losing Tommy Asu, who's just coming back from injury, so that's a little bit annoying. And then Elneny, yeah, so it's not too bad. Yeah, you're pretty decent. Spurs are losing... They're losing Son. Zuma. Son. Yep. Um, and I think the gay missed out because of injury. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Papa's might start. Oh, Papa's might start, sorry, yeah. not gay. But gay's also leaving from Everton. Yeah, it'll uh, be interesting. I, leaving, think, I, think. I think I like, yeah, I like the list. Mate, but... it's a lot. And like Huang, who's on form for Fucking Wolves. Huang, mate, I love Huang, Huang mate. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of players leaving. So the Premier League's going to take a massive turn yet again. And we'll be here over at Bordraw to guide you through it all the way and give Come you on. reactions.
But yeah, guys, if you did enjoy, let us know down below. Get involved. Leave a few comments. We're trying to build up a little bit of engagement in the comments. You drop a comment. We might highlight it in the next video. Might get a little shout out and we'll definitely interact with you and uh, give you our thoughts. Yeah, let us know. Is there any teams that didn't make the inquest list that you'd like us to talk about or teams that are smashing it that you think need some love? And are Arsenal done for? Come on. Thank you guys. It's been Board Draw, episode number 77. And it's live.